Hello friends, and welcome to There's No People Like Show People, the podcast that connects and reconnects the theater community, inspires hope, and strives to help people not feel so alone. I am your host, Sarah Philobom. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. Welcome to summer here at There's No People Like Show People. (laughs) Uh, You know, one of life's greatest gifts is the ability to laugh at yourself. I'm so glad you're joining us today. If you haven't already, please check out our merchandise store at www.there'snopeoplelikeshowpeople.itemorder.com. There you will find all kinds of goodies. Each purchase supports honest storytelling and really helps us out. And if you like what you hear, don't be shy and reach out. Follow us on Instagram at There's No People Like Show People or give us a five-star rating and leave us a written review. We absolutely love hearing from you. Thank you so much for your continued support. Wherever you are in the world today, I hope you're having a fabulous day filled with much love and joy. Today, friends, we have a, we have a magical creature on the podcast. Um, some would describe him as a genie that is in a lamp. And when you rub the lamp, the genie magically appears and makes all of your dreams and wishes come true. He is truly like one of the most positive people that I know. He is always a joy to be around. So funny, so charismatic, and just always willing to help out, like literally with whatever needs to be done. We're like, he's the one who comes in, fixes all of your problems, jack of all trades, just a magical human. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Nathan Beagle. Thank you. Thank you. That's too good of an introduction for me. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's so true. Like whenever I was working on a show and I, you know, you've done, you have literally done like 20 different jobs in the theater, which I'm sure we're going to get into and and talk about mostly on the technical side. Yes, yes, yes. Although when we do get to the favorite memory, I'll I'll, I'll get to you. I'll get to your, uh, (laughs) your favorite part. It's, it's, it's. My, you remember one of the first times we met? I it's well, I have to really go back. It's a long time ago. Uh, young Frankenstein. I was a walk-on role because uh, we had bought one from a cabaret, and evidently the other walk-ons were just stiff as a board. And uh, mm-hmm. I came out and did the first scene, and and everybody was like, "You, you're very good. You, you were reacting with the." I was like, I been on the stage before guys they're like but but, but we just didn't know <laughs> and then later on you and i got to go on stage together and you're like let's go let's go play and and i just remembered being happy to that i could just do whatever i wanted with you in that moment <laughs> oh my god that's so funny because yeah i the biggest thing that i young frankenstein is a hard show it's True. it's it's a big show there's so mm-hmm. many moving parts there's so many like giant production numbers dance scenes, numbers different different scenes everything yeah yeah there's that huge tap number and i was the dance captain and in the ensemble i had like 17 costume changes they were all like back to back to back that was i feel like i was just constantly running around that show 
And I was like, God, I am so tired. I'm like, I am exhausted. And on two show days, I had to go home and like lay down and take a nap in between shows. Well, a month later, I found out I was pregnant. So that might have had something to do with it. (laughs) I was like, no wonder I'm so tired. I'm like, gosh, I'm like growing a human. I'm running around. I'm kicking my face. I'm doing a tap number. (laughs) It's it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, okay, bef- before we before we do a, a deep dive, a, d- a deep dive here, um, where are you from and how did you first get into theater? I am from Muskegon, Michigan, originally, mm-hmm. and I first got into theater uh, in, in kind of between the ninth and 10th grade. Uh, I had done a lot of, you know, singing and, and talent shows and stuff like that, but it never really gone in but it was uh just like the people that i knew i would enjoy were in the theater all my friends were were doing those things and and then i auditioned and uh i got seymour from little shower horror and i guess the rest is history you know as it, as they say and then uh one of my big buddies uh, he's he's running a lighting company out of Chicago now. Uh, he just kind of said, "Hey, I need help doing this, doing that." And he, you know, started as a follow spot operator, and and then just kind of worked his way up into the lighting things. And so I just kind of started learning under him through the tech stuff, and then uh, basically I just meet people, try to gain knowledge from those people and then hope that it helps me in whatever the next endeavor is that I do. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I started was in Muskegon, Michigan. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, okay, let's talk, let's sort of give our listeners an idea of all of the things that you have done when it comes to the list is so long like where to even begin you've been backstage you've been like an assistant stage manager i you've been a sound technician i know you've ran sound i think you've yep. done you've been a spotlight operator yep uh and then before the little theater uh when, when i got out of high school i ran my uh, high school's auditorium for two years right after that as you know the liaison for whoever came in loading in loading out and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i taught I taught tech classes there as well. Um, I've done a lot of concert stuff uh, that's, you know, not theater related, but, you know, just the old rock and roll shows, so to speak, as well. And uh, anything that needs or, or I see that needs to be done, I just do it. Because we're, in my opinion, you're all a team and I'm that's that's my big coming back to the theater and and seeing the factions that the you know like it's I don't really get the well we're tech people well, we're actors no you're you're all together you're yeah. all in this you're going to put on a show and sure maybe everybody will be like oh those people were incredible and they won't know about it but those tech people are so important as well otherwise you wouldn't have lights you wouldn't have the mm-hmm. and if it and if they don't care enough or if they are if for some reason i guess in this world sound people are either 
standoffish or or like oh i only do this one thing you know <laughs> i i'm I, I would never be able to touch a video button no couldn't do that my hands don't work for that situation <laughs> and i that's my my one big like how, how is it that how is it that you work with people but you don't work with people mm-hmm. i guess is what i'm trying to trying to say i'm i'm in it for everybody do do what is necessary to make it work as yeah, as... yeah. well i i feel i feel the same way because I, I think if you are working on a show you should know every at least everybody's first name that you are working with and that includes the the actors the technicians the musicians the, you know what i mean anybody who was working on the show you should like go say um well i'm i'm like i'm such a chatty kathy i love to talk to everybody <laughs> <laughs> we share that we share that same thing i know i know so i'm like hello i'm like i'm sarah Philobom. who are you what do you do what's going on what's your story yep, you yep. Be on my podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what do you so with all the many hats that you have worn and all the things like what do you think what are some of your struggles what have you really struggled with obviously saying no is yeah. a struggle like yeah. do you need it i got it i'll find a way to do it and you know it's the the burn in the midnight oil the you know the candle at both ends kind of situation but as uh as my lovely wife Emily said to me earlier this week she says well i think you go so hard because you realize you have a finite amount of time like for you sooner later you're going to be a dad again like you're not going to be going to your next contract going to your next you're not going to be doing auditions you're going to be, you know that once these are over i'm going to be just regular nathan beagle dad guy again and so you can just put all of yourself into it because you don't have to have that extra tank left mm-hmm. and i said okay i can i can hear that and so that that's probably why I just try to crush all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are crushing it because I know re- recently um, I think you filled in for somebody who was sick and you you just went in. I, I, th- I, I saw your Facebook post about it and you were like, I am running the sound blind today. Would you would you talk a little bit? I'm sure there. Did you feel anxious? Did you feel excited? Like both? <laughs> like, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> Uh, so I was doing my regular checks with, uh, Paige, uh, for, uh, lighting cues and, and, and channel checks and all those things. And, uh, Chris Benefield, uh, he's the, uh, stage management, uh, head there and runs the lighting, uh, cues up on the, in the booth and everything. He texted me and said, call me right away. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That, that something no. has gone. Something has gone terribly awry. <laughs> and I learned that our uh, our new uh, sound man uh, had contracted COVID, and and that's unfortunate. And we had uh, for Mamma Mia, we had uh, one cast member and him uh, contract COVID during the run, and 
he was out for the last 10 shows that we did. Yeah. He came back in for changeover. But yeah, I mean, I obviously had been sitting next to him and, and kind of watching him do the show, but there were 20 lapels on stage. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the exact eyes, eyes wide open. Yeah. My reaction, like my eyes just got really wide. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, and we'd had a, a fair amount of feedback issues because of that and with uh, monitoring in, in the, uh, the pit and everything, but the, the actors were getting a little perturbed with the problems and they just didn't quite understand why it was happening. And mm -hmm. so that day, I, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had all your pores open up on your entire body, <laughs> but uh, that's that's kind of how I felt in that moment. Uh, I, yes, the nerves were were there, but I he had a great run sheet uh, from his from his script. Uh, we, you know, he he left and and we got on a phone and he talked me through it real quick, and um, it went off without a hitch. And everybody thought I did a great job. And I was like, well, I just tried to not F it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, listeners, see, see what I'm talking about here. This is the person who comes in and saves your show. Like <laughs> at the very, at the genie, poof. What? Oh yeah. Sooner, you... sooner or later, the fever dream will end and, and I'll, and, and people will be like, well, I don't know about that guy, but right now we're living in a good world. <laughs> Well, I do. I know about that guy. And yeah. um, I think we we often talk about our kids and um, parenting and, and the joys and struggles of parenting because there are many on both lists. But you it's have always a human. Yes, you have always said my favorite thing about what it's like to be a parent. And, and it has to do with the would you share it about being a genie and, and, and this is like your your philosophy on <laughs> yes 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 poof what do you need what poof what do you need the poof what do you need <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite lines of anything you know it's, that's how that's how i feel sometimes but i like doing it you know i mean i like going to a a, a place where no day is going to be the same mm. you gotta you gotta use your big brain all the time you, get a oh well what's what's this snafu what's this you know oh did everything go you know perfectly and then you got to use your heart too because again with everybody being pulled in every direction sometimes there's going to be a, a barbie day a, 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 a thorny day and you're going to have to navigate another person's emotions so that you can get them to still be able to do their jobs as well Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, th I think the biggest thing that I personally have struggled with, with being a mom is patience, is because my, I find that my patience just runs out and, and, I, and I reach for my patience jar and there's just none left. It's all gone. And I'm like, and then, so I just, I try to like breathe. Sometimes I just have to like walk into the other room for a minute and like take, I need to take a break. Because it, yeah, it, it's it's just it's the every it's the everydayness of it. It's every oh, yeah. 
every morning, it's every night, it's every day. And, you know, and I have a three-year-old and it's just, she, a lot of really, really big feelings. And it's just, it's like riding the, a roller coaster ride every single day. Oh yeah. Uh, I always joke with uh, um, my wife, Emily, that uh, it's like, uh, she's just like, my emotions, my emotions. And you're like, yeah, but you have to be able to finally channel those at some point you know like it's it's hard making a human and that's why i'm I'm only going to make one (laughs) that's how i feel too i'm like one and done (laughs) (laughs) i because i already have the most perfect child so why would i need another one (laughs) you you got a you got a gorgeous one it just he's a gem every day every time i look at her i'm like how does that kid look like she's having the time of her life all the time (laughs) I know it's not true. I know it's not true. Like yeah. there's no, there's no person that's, you know, but she just looks like no problems are ever going to be had by me. <laughs> well, she's taking dance class now. I saw the, I saw the recital pictures. They were darling. Oh my God. She's so she knows what it means to like, okay, strike a pose or, you know, hit a pose. And so she knows how to pose now for, for photos. <laughs> Eleanor just got done with uh, Broadway boot camp last week, and uh, they did like a little Disney review, basically, and she got to do be a leader of a, of a line for choreography at one point, and uh, then they kind of split up a uh, poor unfortunate souls into little snippets of you know two lines here, two lines there for about five kids, and they'll be a little proud and a little a little sassy here. The other four girls. They did not have the time right. They were very, say the line as fast as possible. Oh, it's rec- act, that's not actually in the meter of the music. And then Eleanor was like, no, wait, wait for your music. Wait for, and say your line. And she was the only one that cut cut the track on on the exact, you know, time of, of the song. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm right. I was running sound for that one as well. So of course I you were. See it, but. <laughs> I knew it. I was, I was waiting to hear, um, like, where you were, were you backstage? Yep. You know, like- uh, no, but I was, I was behind the booth, behind the sound for that one as well. Yeah, I, yeah. And and uh, I had to uh, kind of bastardize uh, some microphones for that because we, at, for Mamma Mia, we had no channels left on the board at all, and they were like, "We need two microphones for the for the kids boot camp." I was like, "I don't have them." Yeah. So I just ended up uh, repurposing some uh, drum uh, microphones, uh, lines, and and you know revamping them for vocals for just that show, and then bringing them back into the pit and bringing them back to the the levels that the drum was at. Yeah, and it worked out. It worked out. It was fine. You know, I think that like if somebody ever asked me if I could run sound, that would like that would absolutely terrify me. I would be terrified. I'd be like, um, you do not want me. That that is not a job for me. It's it's really, really important and it can go wrong so quickly. And as soon as it goes wrong, that's the only thing anyone thinks about. Yep on stage and in the audience they're like oh well there was some ring back in the you know (laughs) and no actor wants to hear that either Mm -hmm. you know they don't want to worry about well am i 
being too loud or what should I do? Like as soon as they, they internalize that and it, and it, and it affects a performance for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that uh, everybody was in the cast was like, Oh, you, you just crushed it and you did a great job. I was like, and then, you know, it's also like, no one ever thinks about, especially, you know, audience members and no one ever thinks about anytime somebody leaves the stage, they still have that microphone on. And if they chat a little bit with somebody and you don't hit that, all of a sudden people are like, what is going on? (laughs) What is going on? I know. Yeah, or if you yeah, or if you have to go to the bathroom and and somehow... no, that's that was my worst fear. Like all all the nights was like, okay, I'm just hoping that I don't have any because that's another thing. When a summer stock, you don't have time to eat, so it's McDonald's and Hardee's and you know Casey's and there's no there's no I I I don't I'm not a person who prepares a lot of food, so I'm just like, well, I got 15 minutes. I better go get a bite a pizza or something like that mm-hmm. uh, i know Paige and i the other night we were working so hard to get to uh, this diva show up that uh we ran through uh we didn't get breakfast in the morning we ran through lunch and then we ran through the dinner break and i was like i'm gonna go and get us a, a pizza and we ate on a road case in the last 15 minutes before they started the second run while they were doing notes yep. i was like holy moly <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Indeed. How how do you define success? See, this is one of those, this is this, was, uh, this is one of those tough, hard hitters that I said I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Success is uh, it's a word like how do you define normal? There's mm-hmm. no definition for it. It's mm-hmm. what do you, you feel? It's it's I feel successful because I feel like I'm doing what I want to do. I'm having fun. Uh, is it the the top of the heap? No, probably not. But do I need it to be? No, it's I don't need to be the greatest or or known for or or in demand. I just want to I just want to do it. I want to. Mm-hmm be in the world and that's good enough for me yeah well that's that's my definition i guess it's just if you are happy that's success mm-hmm. it's hard to be happy <laughs> it is <laughs> I, oh yeah i think it's much easier to be sad <laughs> or <laughs> or like annoyed or disappointed right, yeah sure yeah annoyed is a really annoyed yeah. confused you know like confused sure I, I can't tell you how many times I'm like reaching my hands up to the heavens and I'm like why like why did this happen or why why didn't this happen or what's going on or what's next or or, or yeah. why can't people just think and use the brains <laughs> I know I know it seems so simple, but, but so hard sometimes at at the same time. Well, and also this kind of brings me into my next question is how do you want to see the world change? I would really like a little more compassion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would really like, um, I listen to a lot of comedy as well. 
and, and like I said, as you've said before, I, I just put my hat into all all sorts of rings. And, and uh, Patton Oswald, his uh, widower wife, she had a perfect sentiment for the world, and and I use it in my daily life all the time. They would always kind of philosophize. Well, is there, isn't there, you know, a, a deity or, or anything like that? And she was a non uh, a believer in that situation. But she was like, in a world of the world is chaos all the time, no matter what, everywhere you go, chaos, chaos, chaos. But in that world of chaos, just show kindness. It's all you can do, and you can keep doing that regardless of what that chaotic world does to you if people if people latched onto that kind of an idea i think i think we could start the ramp on the other side and, and get a little better as, as a world and that's what i that's what i try to do like i said i'm uh, my motto in the theater is i don't want to be a burden to anybody and i want to take as much stress off of as, as, as a technical person I want to take as much stress off of the acting people because I know that they're in three shows right now you know we've we've got uh, uh, EBA is just finished up Mamma Mia she's doing Divas which is you know uh, two shows a night as well and it's just flat out go 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 sing 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 <laughs> And then she's doing choreo and and that for super kids and being Yvette for Clue. There are there's no time for her to worry about things. And if she has to, it's just going to be too much. So take as much as you can off of those people. And that's that's my motto, I guess. Yeah, listeners, uh, he's talking, you mentioned EBA, so that, that's sort of like her her nickname. Um, True, yeah, well, and we have a few other Emilys, and so that it's yeah. easier to call her that. Yeah, well. yeah, he's, he's talking about Emily Bacino Althaus, who was actually recently a guest on this podcast. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, so friends, if you have some time, scroll on back, make sure you listen to her episode. Um, she is a- Please, she's- she's lovely and uh she's trying she's gonna go and try to do the big the big show yeah she's, she's moving she's, she's moving to new york she's soon. Moving to new york yeah yeah she is I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for her i know you know you just never as an artist you really never know where you're where you're gonna end up or what show you're gonna find yourself in or mm -hmm. what, you know like i i can relate to you kind of because there's been many times where i have also jumped in last minute to um, there was this time, this was a long time ago, uh, at Shenandoah Summer Music Theater, I went down to go visit my friend, he was doing a production of Susicle, they were in rehearsals for White Christmas, and one of their leads ended up dropping out last minute, and I just happened to be there the day that she was leaving, and they're like, do you want to audition for this part? And I was like, what? Um, it was Martha, like the, the older lady who's like the innkeeper. I'm like, I'm really too young to play this part. And they're like, we need someone like now, like ASAP. Just need a body. We need a body. Anybody yeah, yeah. I mean, the show opens in four days, so. Oh my God. Yeah, so I, I just like jumped right in and I and I ended up staying an extra three weeks and I did the show, so. There you go. And you, and you made some money. <laughs> yeah and it was like it was fun and exhilarating and terrifying like um you know all at the same time um so it's just like we really 
the theater community helps each other out. We oh. always, we, I, I am like a huge advocate for support. Yes. So however we can support you and help you and exactly like take even just a little bit of stress off of, off your back. Yes. Yes. Yep. And I know that you, <clears throat> you are always like that as well. And that's why everyone keeps calling you and asking you to save the show. Like I said, I've pulled the wool over a lot of sheep, a lot of uh, sheep's eyes, which is good <laughs> for me. <'cause> it... <sighs> well, do you, has anyone ever given, I know we talked a little bit about life advice. Do you have any other really good life advice you'd like to share today? Uh, keep learning. I, I'm, I am not going because obviously I am busy this entire summer. Um, it is my 25th high school reunion this year. And I went to my 10th and I learned something that I didn't want to learn about people. And it was that evidently there are a few, who, who knows, many, whatever, people in this world that are like, well, I've got it. I've learned what I need to learn and I'm, I'm all set. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the way to go. Keep learning. Keep striving to get better. Keep ingesting information and finding new avenues because it's only going to make you a better person. Mm -hmm. And if you stagnate and stop, you just become, again, going back to that, the reading thing, we went and I went to go see a gentleman that I had lost contact with and, and, and had lived a good, amazing life. And I wanted to catch up with him. But when I got there, it was, everybody was just in the lunchroom still. They were all still just clicked out with this. And they never, and I was like, it's been 10 years and you haven't branched out or grown really at all. And it, yeah. and it, it's it's baffling a little bit to me to to not want to continue to grow as a person but um, and i'm not saying that that's everybody in the world but it's i'm saying it's more than not yes i yeah i think it's very easy to just get comfortable yes comfortable yes oh i i do this i do that i do this and and then I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and then but then every day is the same. Right, and I don't want to be every day the same. I I want to want to experience life, and and do more things and and say yes to something that I've never said you know or never done before. Just because, give it a shot, see what happens. Mm -hmm. You could you could fail, but that's okay. Failure's okay. Right. It's just, it's just another stepping stone. Right. You're always looking for those opportunities for growth. Yes. Yes. Grow. Grow. Change. Change is good. Change, is, is, con change is constant. Yes. And, and if you're feeling uncomfortable, then you're probably doing something right. Yes. Yes. Very true. I, I think some of the best people, some of the smartest people in the world are the ones who say, you know what? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't no. like, like those. Those are the people that I trust the most. They're like, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, let's, like you, you decide. Let's spitball. Let's throw some spaghetti at a wall. See if it sticks. <laughs> that has been my entire life. 
One spaghetti on wall. I've been throwing a lot of spaghetti at that damn wall for decades now. For decades. Oh um. gosh. Oh my god. I just like. Oh man, I'm loving this. It's it's just so good to see your face. It's been oh, a while since we've seen each other. I I, I miss you every day. Oh. Well, I, I miss. I miss you too. I, I really miss the little theater. I, I love the community of people there, like such a strong, um, wonderful, supportive, kind community of people in Sullivan, Illinois. Oh, yes. Everybody sends their love to you. I mean, I, I, I know you had said that you just haven't been able to, obviously, you know, you know, theater people, we're just busy. We're thinking of you, you know, but yeah, we got other, other fish to fry at the point. Like uh, John Stevens has had a super rough time this year uh you know after the pandemic a lot of people got out of out of the business mm -hmm. and said well i gotta make money i gotta and i can't wait for theater to be back mm -hmm. and then by the time theater did get back they're like well now i'm here i'm doing this thing whatever yeah. whatever that thing may be right and he had a, a terrible time getting technical people this year and then I think so. We're only two shows into the season, and he has had four or five contracts where they were just like, "I'm not coming." Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, we 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 had to replace two of the divas in, like they had started rehearsal, and these uh, ladies were supposed to show up and. They're like, no, I got something that was closer or something that was, and I'm just not coming. That's and he was like, contracts kind of don't mean a lot to anybody anymore. They can just say no because of the climate of the world, right. I guess. That's really hard, really hard. Especially for, you know, then you got to get out there and st you're still going to do the show. You got to get out there and find another person and, yeah. and they got to be good. Right. It, but, right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's difficult when you are counting on people. And for whatever reason, you know, you have to like, you kind of scramble, you kind of scramble yes. at, at the last minute to save the show. Yes. Not to mention that he's always, always doing all the costuming now, you know, yep. and so that's long nights there as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's a lot. And I think a lot of the times what people don't necessarily understand who aren't in this business or is like we all know we're all usually doing like 17 different jobs. Um, because that's just kind of what you have to do uh, in order yeah. to have longevity in this field. If you only know how to do one or two things, um, you know, like what happens when someone calls out or something breaks or something, you know, right. So it's like, you kind of have to be able to fill fill in, I don't know, fill in the holes or pick up the slack or <clears throat> yeah, we're all most of us do a, a lot of a lot of things. Well, yeah. And then like I said, in the COVID world, you know, you, oh, that person contracted now. We gotta fill that role. We gotta yep. reblock, we gotta reblock, we gotta do mm -hmm. this, we gotta uh I know the the girl who uh, contracted uh, she was also in the first kid show uh, Pinkalicious and so Brittany Ambler uh, had to she was doing choreo for that she had to step into that role <laughs> in, a, in a half a day she, yeah. and, and and fill it out and 
she did, I think she did two performances before the, the, the girl came back. But again, she was doing three other shows at that point because she's in everything this year. And she just was like, yeah, well, let's go. Let's, I got to be this person now. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, goodness. Do you? Okay, I know we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but I'm really excited to hear what is your favorite theater memory or story? Um, like I said, I really, that that memory to me, that's kind of my first memory of you was, it was a, a great one. Uh, and then my other real big theater memories is uh, from my high school days. Uh, it, it Theater for me was finally the avenue that I could be me in. Mm -hmm. I'm a wild, crazy, zany guy. I'm, I'm bursting with energy all the time. And prior to finding the theater, I'm not saying that I was, you know, bullied or anything like that, but it was, I had a, a small core group of friends and then everybody was uh, everybody else was like that guy is a weirdo you know yeah and once i found the theater and the like of those people it was they're, they're, those are my people those are the, we're the weirdos you know we're the people that wear bowler hats and and dress up in in, in dresses for dress day dress up day and, and and things like that and and go to Rocky Horror Picture Show in costume and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And all those memories, they still stick with me. Like I, I still have a, a group text with all of my theater friends that are in California and Virginia and, and, and Rob doing his, you know, doing his lighting gigs now uh, uh, for uh, So Meant West Incorporated. And, and we, we still share stories and they're still, they still got my back when, when the whole Mamma Mia uh, thing happened. I received 12, 13 texts that day of like, you got this, it's no big deal, you'll be fine. And like, you guys are all, <laughs> you guys are all exactly what I needed right now, you know. Mm -hmm. I need this just to say, do it, you don't worry about it, you know. And, uh, I do miss performing a little bit. Uh, I I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm, I miss, you know, diving into a role and 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 finding a a, a good character. Uh, but uh, I can't dance, so it's tar hard to do musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were doing Clue the play this year, and I was like, "Can we do more plays?" And then maybe I could audition for something. Because <laughs> I, I'd love to be. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever had him on, but it, he'd be a good one. Marty Harbaugh would be. He would oh, give you some great. Oh, he would be. He would, would give be great overjoyed stories. to have Marty Harbaugh. <laughs> on the Marty, are you are you listening? Come on Please, down. Come, come on down. Yeah, he's, he would be he would be great just because he's, yeah. he's that character actor. And I, yes. that's what I loved doing was being this, you know, <clears throat> zany guy or or uh, or like uh, one of my favorite role, roles that I ever had was uh, 
the old man in uh, uh, 12 Angry Jurors, mm -hmm. the one that kind of, uh, you know, starts to flip the room a little bit, like, I want to hear more. And, and it, it's a very small part, really, in in the grand scheme of it's not the principles of that that show, but it's a I've always felt it was an integral part. Like he just he's the one that gets the ball rolling. He's the first one to to see the other side of the coin. And I always love that that part. And I love parts like that to where uh or uh my other uh super favorite one was a, a college role that uh Picasso at the Lapanagil. Mm -hmm. the steve martin um, mm -hmm. one i got to be the uh the traveler which is basically uh a time traveling elvis that shows up in the 1900s via the, the he just pops out of the restroom of this this pub and and, and it's like oh you guys are famous yeah i'm famous too you know <laughs> and it's it's just a it, i love fun role you know mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Who knows? They might be throwing you into Clue, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm doing full sound for Clue. And, and yeah. uh, it's, uh, I get to, I get to, I'm checking off a lot of boxes this year. I've always wanted mm -hmm. to work with some people that I've seen at the theater. And last one, I got to work with Bonner Church. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Such an amazing person. And this time I get to work with Michael Weaver. Mm -hmm. Another just gem of a person and i've always wanted to to be in a show with with them and he's directing clue so i get to work really really close with him i got a production meeting for that later on today before mom or before the diva shows tonight <laughs> so again just the, do, do 13 things if you haven't done 13 impossible things you're not in theater <laughs> that's that ain't that the truth if you haven't done 13 impossible things you're not in theater <laughs> oh my goodness nathan thank you so much for taking the time out of your incredibly insanely busy schedule this summer to chat with me today that's yeah, not a problem i'm, I'm gonna go take a nap <laughs> after this because <laughs> gotta rest Yep. You gotta rest up. And I, I think the biggest thing that I have taken away today from this conversation is in this crazy, chaotic world that we live in, choose kindness. Amen. 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 And best of luck with your shows today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Yes, of course. Anytime. Anytime. Anytime.